J-Bone here, and I've got everything you need to know before you watch the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix, which is hopefully as exciting as the Singapore Grand Prix just was. J-Bone! Because of how time zones work, for many people, the Japanese Grand Prix weekend is actually a four-day race weekend that begins on Thursday, September 21st with Free Practice 1 and ends on Sunday, September 24th with the Grand Prix. All you'll really need to know is that qualifying takes place on Saturday, September 23rd at 1 a.m. Central Time, which is 6 a.m. UTC, and the Grand Prix takes place on Sunday, September 24th at midnight Central Time, which is 5 a.m. UTC. Side note, I think we should abolish time zones. Oh, hey, the Japanese Grand Prix starts at 2 p.m., which in J-Bone's alternate reality is literally the same time everywhere for everyone. Wow, that's easy to coordinate for literally everybody on planet Earth. Go turn your TV on at 2 p.m. and you can watch the race. Sure, 2 p.m. might be the middle of the day in Japan and the middle of the night in the United States, but I think that's a small price to pay to never again have to Google what time is midnight central time in Japan time. You see, I don't even know how to Google it, okay? Abolish time zones, rant over. The Japanese Grand Prix takes place in Suzuka, Japan at the Suzuka International Racing Course, which is more commonly known as the Suzuka Circuit or just Suzuka. Suzuka is one of the most popular circuits in Formula One because of its unique design that incorporates a wide variety of corner types and seems to consistently produce quality races. The Suzuka Circuit opened in 1962 and was designed by Dutch circuit designer Hans Hugenholtz, who... Fun fact, Zandvoort's Turn 3 Banked Corner is named after, the more you know. From start to finish, here are the Suzuka Circuit's most famous sections, so you can make sure to keep an eye out for them this weekend. First up, there's the S's, which span from Turn 3 to Turn 7, and are a high-speed roller coaster ride, similar to and modeled after Silverstone's Maggots Beckett's Chapel section, except it is much longer and taken at lower speeds. There's then the tricky Degner 1 corner, turn 8, where a ton of load is put on both left tires as drivers try and carry as much speed through it as possible. There's then the famous circuit crossover as Suzuka is the only circuit in Formula 1 and one of just two FIA grade 1 circuits in the world to feature a figure 8 design where the circuit crosses over itself by way of a bridge. Supposedly, Suzuka's original circuit design called for three bridges instead of just one, which would have been awesome and made the circuit look like a loaf of challah bread. Next up is the Turn 11 hairpin, which provides drivers with some awesome contrast and a nice low-speed challenge at what is otherwise a fast-flowing circuit. There's then the double apex spoon section, which includes turns 13 and 14. Spoon can make or break your lap time as you need to make sure you carry enough speed through it to be nicely set up for Suzuka's longest flat-out section, which spans between turn 14 and turn 16. Included in that longest flat-out section is the circuit's fastest corner, turn 15 130R, which is taken flat-out and is similar to Silverstone's Cops Corner in terms of the speeds that drivers will be taken through it. Because 130R is taken flat-out, Imagine if they took out turns 16 through 18, it could be full throttle for the entire returning half of the circuit, which would be insane and awesome and insanely awesome. And there you have it. Keep an eye out for all of those famous circuit sections this weekend, folks. Next up, let's take a look into the past because last year's 2022 Japanese Grand Prix was arguably the most chaotic Formula One race of all time and not in the good way. This race was so unbelievably rainy that I cannot believe that they even started it, but they did, and it went about how you would expect, except worse. 
Before Turner 1, Vettel was already off the track, which was a sign of things to come. Soon after, Sainz crashed and almost spun back onto the racing line, which was terrifying to watch. Sainz's crash kicked a poster board off the wall, and this poster board got lodged on the front of Pierre Gasly's car, blocking his vision. Then, Joe spun, and Alex Albon had a gearbox failure, not to mention... There was that absolutely awful incident where Pierre Gasly, after pitting due to the poster board damage, had a close call with a tractor that should not have been on the racetrack while he was attempting to catch up to the pack. And all that was in just the first two laps of the race, which was understandably red flagged, though later then it should have been red flagged. Just saying. When the race resumed, it was your classic wet weather race, except with a 40 minute time limit due to F1 race length rules, and it ended in chaotic fashion fitting of this chaotic race when Leclerc outbraked himself at the final chicane and got a five-second penalty that dropped him from P2 to P3. Full points were awarded for this race because the race resumed after a red flag, so with Leclerc's penalty, Max clinched the 2022 World Drivers' Championship title, but he didn't realize that until the cool-down room in what has to be the most anticlimactic title-clinching moment in any sport ever. Additionally, Gotifi recorded his final ever points finish in F1 at this race, and Sebastian Vettel was named Driver of the Day for going from last place to P6. The 2022 Japanese Grand Prix was way too chaotic evil, and I hope this year's race is chaotic good. Or chaotic neutral, I don't either one. When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like if they complain that someone on the team always smells horrible, which thankfully none of my coworkers have ever said about me, to my knowledge at least. You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly, team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi's dedicated HR managers are real US-based people, not AI chatbots, and they'll help you implement HR policies to protect your business and give you HR peace of mind. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in bone under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, type in bone under podcast. For tire compounds at the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for the second hardest compound range, the C1 hards, C2 mediums, and C3 softs. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their choice. With its very significant lateral and vertical loads, Suzuka is as demanding on tires as it is on drivers. These demands are equally distributed across all four wheels, with 10 right-handers and 8 left-handers throughout the 6-kilometer lap. As a result of these challenging characteristics, we bring some of the hardest tires in the 2023 range to Japan, C1, C2, and C3. This is only nominally the same as last year's selection on account of the new C1 compound, which was introduced this season to slot in between the C2 and former C1, now called C0. On Friday, all the teams will get the chance to test a new version of the C2 compound with a view to homologating it for next season. This latest evolution should provide more grip than the current C2 and so fit in more coherently between the C1 and C3. For the first two free practice sessions, each driver will have two additional sets of tires compared to the usual 13 sets per weekend. This test is part of a development program that was recently defined for 2024 and will continue with a new C4 compound to be tested on track during the Mexican Grand Prix weekend. 
Next up, here are your storylines to follow for the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix. Your first storyline, how will Red Bull follow up their awful Singapore Grand Prix? By Red Bull standards, their 2023 Singapore Grand Prix was an unbelievable and hard to comprehend failure, which is funny considering they still scored more points in Singapore than Alpha Tauri, Alfa Romeo, and Haas have scored all season to put in perspective just how incredible Red Bull Racing are right now. It's still unclear what was going on with the Red Bull cars that made them so absolutely awful around the Marina Bay circuit. We don't know if it was the new technical directive coming into effect, a setup mistake, someone forgetting to carry the one, a practical joke, or what it was. But what we do know is that Red Bull are angry, okay? And they are going to try and take this anger out on the rest of the grid this weekend in Suzuka, if possible. Again, we don't know what's going on with them. FP1 will be must-see TV as we are all super eager to see if Red Bull's Singapore car problems are going to carry over to Japan and potentially, maybe, lead to back-to-back non-Red Bull victories in 2023, which I would never have believed that was a thing before Singapore. Your second storyline, how will Yuki Tsunoda perform at his home Grand Prix? You have to feel for Yuki Tsunoda right now. He'll be entering his home Grand Prix weekend in Japan very cold after having completed a whopping zero laps across the last two Grand Prix. He didn't even get to start the Italian Grand Prix due to his car suffering an engine issue on the formation lap, and then he DNF'd at the Singapore Grand Prix on lap one due to collision damage. To make matters even more stressful for Yuki, his home Grand Prix comes as he's engaged in a heated three-way battle with Liam Lawson and Daniel Ricciardo for one of two 2024 AlphaTauri driver seats that after Liam Lawson's points finish in Singapore, it looks like Yuki could possibly lose, though it is rumored right now, just a rumor, that Yuki may be announced as one of AlphaTauri's 2024 drivers this weekend at his home Grand Prix at Suzuka. Hopefully Yuki is able to tune out the noise and get a good car from AlphaTauri so that he can have a solid home Grand Prix, because if you don't want to see Yuki succeed at his home race, you have no soul. Your third storyline, get a load of this interesting little Liam Lawson tidbit. With Daniel Ricciardo targeting a Qatar Grand Prix return from injury to AlphaTauri, the Japanese Grand Prix is expected to be Liam Lawson's final 2023 Formula One race. It better not be his final Formula One race ever, or I'm going to have to write some people some strongly worded handwritten letters. Anyways, what's interesting is that after Daniel Ricciardo takes his AlphaTauri seat back, Liam Lawson will be returning to his regularly scheduled programming, which is competing in Super Formula. Lawson is currently P2 in the Super Formula standings with two races to go. And the interesting little Liam Lawson tidbit that I mentioned earlier is that both of these final two Super Formula races take place at Suzuka, the same circuit at which Liam Lawson will be competing in Formula One this weekend. A couple solid results at these final two 2023 Super Formula events could result in Liam Lawson being named Super Formula Champion, and you have to think all the experience he'll gain by competing in the Formula One Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka this weekend will help him have a solid Super Formula weekend there in late October. Good luck, Liam. And your final storyline, the battle for second place in both the World Drivers and Constructors Championships is heating up. With Lewis Hamilton finishing P3 in Singapore and Fernando Alonso finishing out of the points there, Hamilton has knocked Fernando Alonso out of the top three in the World Drivers' Championship for the first time this season. And with seven races remaining in the season and just 43 points separating Lewis Hamilton in P3 from Checo Perez in P2, it is entirely possible 
that Lewis Hamilton could be challenging Checo for P2 in the World Drivers' Championship by the time we get to Abu Dhabi. And then, with Ferrari following up their Monza success by scoring another big points haul in Singapore from winning the race and also finishing P4, the Prancing Horses have moved to be just 24 points behind Mercedes in the World Constructors' Championship. The battle for P2 in the Constructors is going to be so incredibly fun to track through the remainder of the season, and I think it's truly anybody's game. And by anybody, I mean either Mercedes or Ferrari. Sorry, Aston Martin. I thought it was going to be you, okay? thought it was going to be you finishing P2 in the Constructors. I really did. But then all those more recent races happened that weren't in the beginning of the year, and then I stopped thinking that. Next up, a programming note from me. J-Bone. Starting with the 2021 Mexico City Grand Prix back in early November 2021, I have made content surrounding every single Formula One race without missing a single one. That's 42 straight races that I've both previewed and recapped. However, that streak of consecutive races covered, which many people are saying is way more impressive than Max Verstappen's streak of consecutive races won, will be coming to an end, just like Max's streak just did. As I have a scheduling conflict, J-Bone's getting married. Because of that, I will not be able to recap the Japanese Grand Prix or preview the Qatar Grand Prix, but you best believe I'll be back and better than ever to recap the Qatar Grand Prix and then cover the rest of the Formula One season and beyond. Thank you all so much for understanding. And if, while I'm out, you see anybody commenting asking where J-Bone is, if you could do me a favor and let them know that I'll be back soon, I would greatly appreciate it. J-Bone! In this day and age, anyone can sell products online. And if you're thinking about starting, you need to be using my partner, Shopify. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Ruggable and Allbirds. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. Nope. Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. If you're anything like me, you're one of those don't put me in a box people. And thankfully, Shopify never will because with Shopify, control of your brand and business is always in your hands from your storefront look to your back office operations. Why spend time trying to build an online store with someone besides Shopify when Shopify stores convert the best? Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com fbone, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com fbone, shopify.com fbone. And finally, the moment you've all been waiting for, here are my three bona fide race predictions for the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix. My first race prediction is that Max Verstappen will return to form and win the Japanese Grand Prix. Now that Red Bull finally lost a race this season and Max's win streak is over, I'm officially allowed to predict Max to win races again. And if that upsets you, hey, I don't make the rules, okay? Okay, well, I do make the rules, but whatever. I'm still picking Max to avenge his awful Singapore Grand Prix weekend by destroying the field at Suzuka. My second race prediction is that Lando Norris will finish on the podium for the second race in a row. 
Lando Norris is in impeccable form at the moment, and Suzuka, with its high-speed corners and flowing layout, should play right into the McLaren car's hands. Cars don't have hands, okay, I know that, but you get what I'm saying. Suzuka is comparable to Silverstone, with its S's that are similar to Maggot's Beggett's Chapel and 130R, which is similar to Cop's Corner, and we all know how well Lando performed at Silverstone. That is why I predict Lando Norris to replicate his Silverstone P2 result at Suzuka this weekend, but at the very least, Maybe a P3? My third race prediction is that Oscar Piastri will finish in the top five for just the third time this season. Like I just mentioned, Suzuka should be set up real nice for the McLaren car and its non-existent car hands. And with the form Oscar Piastri is in right now, having just gained 10 positions in Singapore to go from P17 to P7, I think Oscar should finish in the top five this weekend for the third time this year. Additionally, here are my predictions for the top five finishers in the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix with zero reasoning nor explanation. P5, Oscar Piastri, P4, Checo Perez, P3, Lewis Hamilton, P2, Lando Norris, P1, Max Verstappen. Like I mentioned earlier, I will not be uploading for a couple weeks, but still subscribe now so that I can see you back here after the Qatar Grand Prix for my Qatar Grand Prix recap, where we'll digest all the insanity that occurs at that race weekend together. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie, Glow, and Gringo Swan. If you want your name shouted out in all my videos just like that, along with a bunch of other awesome perks, hit up the Patreon and or YouTube channel member links in the description of this episode. Until next time, folks, Jeba. Jeba.